0: just like that, the second hour is here. Friday edition. Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow across the Outkick Network. Chad, made it to Friday. We did. Big games coming up this weekend. We'll have with rose top 10 games of the college football weekend uh in our number three so we're an hour and a half away from that Can't you know
1: wait. what you know what maddie ice told me earlier this week when we came in here on monday he said you guys don't have what it takes you're colossal yeah. failures there's no way in hell you're gonna make it all the way to friday's show yeah and guess what we did once again for the whatever week this is of the year, we Matty Ice looked him wrong once us again. Said, you
0: know what? I'm not going to post your show on X. That's he, what said, he said no.
1: Well, only once. Only once. One the compromise time. when one he time. said I'm only, I'm not going to post the show at all right. was we said Matt, just please post it once. One time is all we want. That's all we need. It's we'll all we ask else to for, share it. just one time, and let's see if people repost it. And you know what Matt did? He said just this once. Just this once, I'll post it once. That's it. That's all he gave us. That's all he'll do. But he mocked us. He said we wouldn't reach the finish line. And here we are, everyone. Look at us right here in the flesh. Two dudes still hosting a show. End of the week, Friday, bringing you solid information and entertainment. Not leaving. Still here. Hanging out. So to Matty Ice and everyone else who doubted us. Uh, I say goodbye. Also, since we're in the, the bragging part of the show, um, I'd like to brag on my 8U softball team who won the championship oh, last yes. night and finished 16-0 and 0 undefeated. Yes, thank you very much. The true the domination. Uh, they hey. also said we couldn't get to that undefeated mark, but uh, my girls proved them wrong. I'm going to bring it in for show and tell on Monday, but a uh, huge shout-out to Finley on my team, my Finley. second baseman, first year ever playing softball. I uh, got an older brother who's a travel baseball player and usually on the weekends with her older brother, watching him play uh, good athlete, going to be a good ball player. She made me a ring at home, something made of like little rubber bands and it's gold. And she told me before the game, she, I, I got there 10 minutes to spare after the show. She said, coach, this is your ring. It's gold for first place. If we win tonight, I want you to wear it. And I said, I'm putting it right here in my left pocket. And if we win this game, Finley, I promise you, I'll wear it. Umpire says ball game, and immediately Finley comes up and says, "Coach, put that ring on, put that ring on that championship ring." And that's exactly what I did for Finley. Congrats to the uh, little Red Sox on sixteen and zero in a championship. They go. You take them out for ice cream, or we're gonna have happy a like a little. Uh, I, I have gotten you've in done touch that with. A, yeah, we've. I've, I've paid for McDonald's twice: last year's team and this year's. I have, I'm investing in kind of a pizza gathering. Uh, there's a local pizza joint where I live that has a private room. I'm investigating that. Okay. And uh, there's a minimum. You know, it's kind of like renting out a room or going to a bar, right? There's a minimum pay. Parents are okay with it. We're going to have a banquet. I'm going to give every player some sort of, like, certificate of what they were best at on the team. So I'm going to get creative and come up with, like, yes. you know – not just you know best sportsmanship or whatever, but kind of have jokes with each one and present each player with a certificate. And I told one of the parents, one of the parents was uh, contemplating not going to the, uh, to the event because her daughter had a basketball practice that night. And I said, that basketball practice will lead to other basketball practices and games. You have one chance to celebrate with your teammates an undefeated championship season. And I say this without joking, It probably will never happen again for any of these kids. I mean, everyone listening or watching right now, think about how many undefeated championships you won in your life. I can't think of a single one. And I played a lot of sports and played in a lot of leagues growing up. I can't remember full regular season, full tournament, not losing a single game in anything. We had good teams. I won a couple of championships in a league, finished second a bunch in high school in almost everything. Uh, but I can't recall undefeated championships, so I want the Little Red Sox to cherish this moment
0: I've, and for everyone to join me for pizza when we have our banquet. Have you considered a trophy or I have an idea. Um, do you? How many... Uh, Does it involve me spending money? <laughs> well, not. you'll have to spend more money if you coach again. That's true. How many softballs do you have for practices? I've got a bucket of probably twenty five softballs. I think they should all get a softball and you should inscribe the record and the year and that's they've a got good, a ball from good. the year instead of and, and give them something to mount the softball on.
1: That's good. I should just go uh, steal the game balls from the league that i You can I'm have in. them all sign
0: it. And I can get each one
1: of them. I can get ten of them. You know, there's ten players left on our team right now. Just steal ten game balls and right. Now they all do own a game ball. Like I give it I make sure it goes to the whole team. Getting a game ball throughout the season, and then some girls get duplicates. Mm-hmm. I think one girl has three game balls on our team, just because once I give it away to everyone, I give it to the best performance of the night when when we're done. So um, that's a good idea, Hud. Maybe I'll personally inscribe a, a message to every player on the team with a game ball commemorating. The 16-0 season. It's like the Sports Illustrated thing, the moment you know, the World Series is happening. Right now, you can get your commemorative Texas Rangers world champion baseball. They have the commercial ready to go yeah, yeah, when the multiple, last out happens. Like the t-shirts. Get your commemorative Sports Illustrated issue right coin. now of your Boston Bruins Stanley Cup champions. Uh, maybe I should do something like that for this undefeated team.
0: Glad you're with us across the Outkick Network. Chad, I am in the chat with you right now. Thank you for letting me brag. Uh, they, wanted the to know about, oh, absolutely. they wanted to know if it was uh, Bot Hutton. And I said, no, this is, this is me. I'm about to shout you guys out. And then I said, this is actually Zimbabwe Hutton. Yes. I'm waving my flag right now in yep. the chat.
1: Yep. That's how you know it's the real Hutton, though, is when he puts the flag of Zimbabwe <laughs> there. That's like his calling card everywhere he goes. He co- uh, constantly texts me with that flag. I do. So I know that I'm not being catfished. And then I'm getting the actual Jonathan Hutton when I get the flag of Zimbabwe.
0: Davey Hudson has a flag that he has flown on social media today. It's uh, quite the the post. It's
2: a theory, but, you know, I joke. Really, I don't joke. I mean, the Heisman's been dead since 1997 when I really think about it. (laughs) This award is something that—
0: I thought you meant since uh, Reggie Bush—
2: No, no, it goes back before that. The only good
0: thing about... Good
2: Char- O.J. Simpson? Yes, the only good thing that has come from Charles Woodson winning the Heisman is Norm MacDonald's Espy speech, where he basically said, ah, congratulations, Charles, that's something no one can ever take away from you. Unless you kill your wife and a waiter, then all bets are off. <laughs>
1: but I bring it up because... Espy's monologue of all time, by the way, start oh yeah. to finish, was Norm MacDonald.
0: Uh, and ESPN execs you know, were, you know it's a good monologue when no one laughs. Or even tries to fake laugh, well, which is a very difficult crowd to even get to laugh. But when you have no one, no one laughing, the, that's the perfect line. I I'd give Charles hand, Woodson full credit, in the hands
2: of... Oh, well, man.
1: some just have no per- sense of humor about themselves. So Charles Woodson laughed at that joke and was trying not to laugh as hard as he was with the O.J. Simpson joke, so I give him full marks
2: for at least laughing at the Norm MacDonald line <laughs> about
1: O.J. Simpson but, murdering his wife and a
2: waiter. Yes, but that, but that should have never happened because that award should have been given to Peyton Manning, who was by far the best player uh, yes. during the 1997 season, and it just so happened Lee Corso, a bunch of other losers, talked him up, talked up Charles Woodson, and they gave him the award, even though Charles wasn't even the best defensive player that year. No, but the but voters were watching game day. Yeah, um, oh. and and so now... You know, we're kind of thinking about the scandal that's going on with Michigan. And I'm sitting there, and I've bought into the theory that South Carolina had the plays. Again, I can't prove that. It's just something based off all the circumstantial evidence that I choose to believe. That's just my my opinion. And now that I'm thinking about it, I, I was talking with you, Hutton, the other day about, you know, as a Tennessee fan, one of the things I was getting from that game was, well, we probably wouldn't have made the college football playoff anyway because they wouldn't have put a one-loss Tennessee team without Hendon Hooker into the final four teams. But now you look at it, and it's like, let's say Tennessee's not having to play catch-up the entire time, and they're able to rest Hooker like they were for most fourth quarters. They're late in the season. Well, if that's the case, Hendon Hooker, before going down, was one of the top Heisman candidates and let's say he stays healthy. Tennessee's getting into the college football playoff. Who knows what happens? Because it really was last year. We just kind of look at it and it's like, eh, yeah, yeah. They-
0: we, we didn't see Milton all that much last year. No, we saw him in. Until you had to start. Uh, Vanderbilt yeah, game. Had to. But uh, there's, yeah. even in boat races, uh, by and large, Hooker played because he's going for the Heisman. So yeah, he would, they have been, were he padding would not have been benched in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they were padding it. And, all, and I said, Chad, I don't know if you agree had tennessee won that game let's just hypothetically say they they go on to win uh their their final games um i think they would have been in alabama spot in the fifth spot well Get, given the Davey injury will, given the injury and how yeah, they factor Davey, we'll down. let you
1: finish where you were going with that yeah but um he's definitely a finalist he's
0: in new york yes
1: oh yeah if this doesn't if the injury didn't happen so and, continue
2: and, and i mean we'll again we'll never know what would have happened but it's also – it's just led me to think, like, Tennessee fans, once again, like a Michigan guy – Michigan's the reason why they potentially lose out on a second Heisman, uh, which the school's had two players finished twi- no, three times a player at Tennessee's finished twice in the Heisman voting. But the, the bigger thing for me here is just J.J. McCarthy is now ineligible for the Heisman. He's currently the betting favorite. But I don't see how voters are going to be able to vote him knowing there's a high likelihood it's a lot easier to do well when you know what the other team's going to do. And when you cheat to get that information – makes it pretty simple that, hey, I can't trust this guy's actually that good because he's got an advantage no one else does.
1: Yeah, uh, Johnny Majors, Heath Shuler, Peyton Manning are the three to finish second uh, in the Heisman. I'm bought into this theory also. I have no way of proving it. I'm just looking at the hard facts of what those games look like in back-to-back weeks and what South Carolina's look like every other game uh, of last season and now this season also – and it's very suspicious. And now you're actually getting reports out that at least the accusation or what people are claiming is that Michigan not only was trying to affect their own games, they were trying to eliminate the pecking order ahead of them for the college football playoff with some of their intel that yeah. they had they had I, gathered.
2: I saw uh, prime time, it's a great tweet, or prime or post, or whatever you call career it. Tom Landry on the sideline for two games, and that's the only time I've seen him. Uh, sense if you if you catch my drift on that
1: here's what else I want to go away with all of this and and I'm not look I'm not going to sit here and, and say oh michigans the you know most d- the dirtiest program of all time or this and that like there's going to be another scandal in a month with another program we're going to see that too but here is what has been eliminated under Jim Harbaugh's reign uh, with these controversies I don't want to hear about a michigan man again okay you were in the muck of college sports and college football. You're not better. You don't have more integrity. You don't have higher principles. There is no such thing as a quote-unquote Michigan man anymore. You're just like the rest of us. The rest of us poor schlups that love college football so much uh, and that wants to win at all costs. That That's what you are. So even with the Jim Harbaugh uh, r- statement of we do everything with the utmost integrity here at Michigan, save it. Yeah. Just save it. I don't want to hear about your Michigan men. I don't want to hear about how you're better than Ohio State. I don't want to hear – you're the same. You're doing everything you can to win football games. You're cutting corners. You're sending U.S. Naval Academy grads out to scout illegally. You're doing everything possible to win. You're no better than the SEC. You're no better than Ohio State. You're not classier. You don't have more integrity. Michigan men – done let's not hear that again
0: what i hear there chad is you saying um the argument would be they're better or classier because they're not doing the things that those schools that you just mentioned would be doing behind the scenes that everyone's doing uh they're a part of that group they no longer have that argument. It,
1: I mean, you guys- they've lost the moral high ground. Yes. You know, I think that they believe they've possessed for a while over Ohio yeah. State or other programs. You know, we're a better school, and they are academically a better school than most of those around them, but we're Michigan men. Oh, we wouldn't do that. You know, we have higher standards than that. We, we rise above it. We're not trashy. We're not this. We wouldn't cheat. We wouldn't do no If everything that's out there right now and the video evidence that's out there, no, you're just like – I'm not saying you're worse, right? I'm not going to sit here and claim other programs haven't done it or wouldn't do it and all that. You're the same. You're not special. You're not better. You're just like every other college football, college basketball, whatever, powerhouse that's trying to win games at all costs. That's all you
0: are. Hey, and let's go back to the Heisman vote here because that is life-changing. You know, that you are – in the commercials you're in the background of all of the the Heisman house things or potentially you're one of the main parts of it moving forward uh this was a vote 2 weeks ago where JJ McCarthy was minus 150 the next closest was 10 to 1 uh with Michael Penix Jr. and Jaden Daniels that is now uh no longer the case it's now JJ McCarthy plus 240 with Pennix Jr. at Washington, plus 300, followed by Jaden Daniels at LSU, Jordan Travis, Dylan Gabriel, and Bo Nix, all within 10 to 1 odds currently. What I think happens with all these QBs, given the whole McCarthy deal and the Michigan sign stealing, there will be those that will hold that against McCarthy where they just leave him off the ballot. And I don't like the way that they add up all these points, first, second, third place points, and how it all comes together. But I do think this opens the door for Marvin Harrison Jr. And it comes down to how the voters view how Ohio State plays against Michigan. Because that hurt C.J. Stroud a year ago. It's a great point, David.
2: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the millions of dollars. Drake
0: May really hurt himself with the loss last week.
2: He did. And I mean, we talk about it all the time where things like this happen and people are losing their jobs. And it's just a complete rift as far as the fabric of how college football is supposed to work. And just going back to it, I mean, if, if you don't have those injuries, there's no telling. Like where Hendon Hooker gets drafted, he could go to. Like, I, he, it might not work for him in Detroit. And whereas if he stays healthy, he's able to make a name for himself at another program and he has a great career. Uh, and again, we've seen players have well, injuries, particularly. yeah, and they never are able to return to themselves after a, a big time knee injury. We don't know. But at the same time, if the catalyst that led to this moment was a team cheating and giving another team that information to get the advantage and make the college football playoff, it's just BS. It's as simple as that.
0: Chad, Caleb Williams, plus 10,000 right now for the Heisman. What a difference two weeks makes. Crazy. Completely falling off the
1: cliff. Going back to your Hennon Hooker point, Hennon Hooker is likely starting this weekend for the Titans. If he doesn't have the knee injury. I mean, there's a good chance he takes the place of Will Levis in that spot, if not for the rehab and the recovery from the knee injury.
0: There's a great, I mean, just a
1: hypothetical there that Ryan Tannehill goes down and he's getting his opportunity uh, in the state. He played his college football in this weekend against the Falcons and that
0: he may be the pick over Levis, if not for the injury. How do you think it goes for Levis Sunday against the Falcons defense, which is not known for,
1: in the words of uh, Mr. T in Rocky 3, I have one prediction pain. <laughs> it's the one word he says about the fight. That's my prediction for Will Levis on Sunday.
0: The Bills pain. bounce back with a win. Another low scoring game. The under, always great to play. More NFL headlines straight ahead on Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow across the Outkick Network. Sixth and Peabody, our location with EHA Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us, Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow. Rolling on on this Friday. Tony in L.A., a longtime season ticket holder of the program for years. Massive Houston Oilers fan. And uh, the Titans have the throwback uh, unis this weekend, which are going to be awesome. The alternative uniforms that you've seen across the league. The the Oilers uniforms, get it done, Chad. Oh, yeah. There was some speculation. Yeah, there was some speculation that maybe Henry wasn't going to be running the football in that uniform this weekend Uh, tony one of the uh, the
1: the few like actually he was an oilers fan turned titans fan that's been around for uh, a long time
0: he's been in and this is his weekend come in and uh he's in studio with us here at six of peabody great to see him
1: tony's one of those guys that um i feel like i've known him since before we did radio like he's just you you meet him And I feel like that we've been friends since even before we were on air. Oh, and a great that's host for us when we go when were at
0: the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. Yeah, as well. What
1: was the name of that restaurant we went to, Tony, out there where we met? Do you remember?
0: The All American yeah. Sports Group. Yeah, it was, we, it was. It was nice. We barely remember it. Yeah, because of the night. It was fun. The Bills, not our biggest night, the Super Bowl, but <laughs> it's a big one. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's that's fair. It was a good kickoff for sure. The
1: big one ended with Matt Leiner. And uh, Jamie Fox. That's that's all we can say about that night. To the, the, also was
0: there. Yes, where we were. Yes, um, uh, Jimmy Iovine too. Apparently, <laughs> Chad. Um, Terrific story for another day. The Bills. I've seen a, a lot of a lot of opinion after last night's game that the Bills have found their offensive identity again. I'm I'm still not buying it as we hit the top headlines of the day. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of moments for Buffalo so far where you're like, okay, is this where they get the offensive identity fixed? Because they, they don't have it right now. But they have a 24-18 win over Tampa Bay. And even though the final score doesn't really reflect that, you have Ken Dorsey who called a really good game and that was against Todd Bowles' defense. And he gave his quarterback the best chance to win based on what they did. I don't know if you buy it or not, but I think Buffalo, that's a... If you look back on a run for them, the Bills will look back on this game. They're 4-3 and three coming into a short week after losing to a bad Patriots team. And turn around and beat Tampa, which Tampa's just... Uh, I really don't care who wins the NFC South. It doesn't matter to me because whoever wins is going to the postseason and uh, they won't last long. But Buffalo is one of those teams that you expect to make a run, at least win a game in the playoffs. And so far this year, they don't look like they have something to lean on. And I thought last night they did. So while while the score may not dictate that sentiment, I do think we look back on this game as they get to five and three instead of four and four. And we see a team that kind of takes off instead of continues to slip into the background of the rest of the NFL instead of a team that could be in contention.
1: Well, we, we called it a get right opportunity. I think they capitalized on that opportunity. I know it's a six point game in the end, but that was a weird ending of the game over a seven minute drive for Tampa when they needed to be hurrying up. Yeah. And they score that touchdown. And then the, the Hail Mary... In the end, I mean, Chris Godwin was there. He just didn't see the football. Uh, That was a weird one where no one touched the ball, and he is uh, a yard away from the ball, but looking in the wrong direction when it lands right next to him. So a strange ending to the game. But Dalton Kincaid got going. Looks like he could emerge as a threat in that Buffalo offense. Um, I I thought. And Dorsey leaned into that. They got into that hot start, you know, where they're up two scores most of the game. Final score doesn't look great, but I agree with you, Hutton, that it felt like the possible launching point for what the Bills can be, because it's been a struggle. Josh Allen has admitted that it's been a struggle, said it looked bleak after their latest loss. They started to get things back together in that game.
0: So Cincinnati is on the road in San Francisco this Sunday. Um, you had... Brock Purdy, who practiced yesterday trying to clear concussion protocol, we'll see what happens today when the injury reports get released. But I mention that because Cincinnati comes in needing a win on the road. It's a winnable game for the Bengals, not just because of their roster, but just based on the way the San Francisco defense has been playing. They're, they're allowing offenses to stay on the field uh, and keep the, the star talent on the, on the opposite sideline. Cincinnati will be hosting Buffalo next Sunday. So I circle that one, and then they will – Buffalo hosts Denver, hosts the Jets, and then they visit the Eagles. So two out of the four games, uh, not a foregone conclusion that they start stacking wins. But they had to get last night, and it was, I think, a more difficult spot than what people realized based on not just the matchup but just coming off the the loss and the way they had played the week prior. Uh, Buffalo needs to get right because they're certainly a team that can get hot – I view the playoffs as this for quarterbacks and what tier you're in. Do you trust said quarterback to win four games and, not, and be able to win in different ways? And if you don't have your best game, you don't, you don't lose the game for your team. And Josh Allen, by and large, is capable of losing games for how he turns the football over. They got to rein that in. But yep. when he doesn't turn it over multiple times, the Bills win.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to be fine. Uh, And I think last night was a big step towards getting okay.
0: Weird spot for the NHL uh, with the gambling policy. Um, They have suspended Shane Pinto 41 games for gambling. The league not releasing details on this, but he did not bet on NHL games. And I also add in this thing, uh, this part of the story. Pinto did not appeal. So what happened here? Because that's a harsh penalty for a player that did not bet on league games. And the statement from the NHL that we'll put back up uh, reads as this, the National Hockey League announced today that it suspended NHL player Shane Pinto for 41 games, activities relating to sports wagering. The league's investigation found no evidence that Pinto made any wagers on NHL games. The NHL considers this matter closed, absence the emergence of new information, and we have no further comment. Um, You've got to give more detail than that. So here's my first
1: thought when I saw this. This is not online sports wagering. Uh, This is activities relating to sports wagering. So this is probably a next level problem with a bookie. Where lots and lots of money's being lost.
0: I'd love to know how they and, caught him. And or he's
1: being threatened by something or someone okay. or financially threatened. And they found out that he owes debtors. There's something going on here financially. I think it's more than just he wagered on UFC matches on, on FanDuel. I,
0: I, 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 yes.
1: Right? I, I think it goes beyond that. So it, to me, it's probably something outside the branches of just having an app on your phone and wagering on Major League Baseball games. This is a problem that he's bet a ton of money, and it's probably with some sort of outside agency, person, group that's not related to legal online gambling. That is my guess, because when I see 41 games, no appeal, no NHL games bet on, I immediately think, okay, this is something that's not just involving an account
0: with an online sports wagering deal. This is the first suspension of its kind in the league since 1947. That's crazy. The final sentence of a statement that's barely three paragraphs can't be and until we have no further comment. Um, The NFL doesn't give a ton of detail, but what they will tell you is just straightforward. Here are the players who have been suspended for gambling on the NFL. You're getting a year. And here are the players that have been suspended for betting on sports, but doing so while on team property, while on league property, Uh, inside a building, using team Wi-Fi, on a flight, uh, landing on a road trip in a state where it's legal to get on an app, and then doing so while you're on the bus going to the hotel, at the hotel. In this case, the NHL's not giving us enough detail, and it allows way too much speculation for what happened here, including the player who's not appealing the suspension, and the matter is closed. Half-season ban. This is where if we... If, if it's we, so egregious, though, it, would it be just a half-season ban? I don't know. That's, still, that's a lot. I, um, but it's the first time they've done it since 47.
1: This, this is where good media picks up the ball and runs with it. In a better sports journalism atmosphere, and maybe we will get this, Okay, here's your lead. This guy's been suspended for 41 games. The NHL's not giving details. Get after it, beat writers. Right? Get after it, NHL reporters. Go find out what he's being suspended for. That would be the next step, but I don't know that we're in a place where that happens as much now, unless someone has handed something, right? So, the investigative journalism part of this should now take it, pick it up, and then we find out why he's really being suspended. And what happened with these sports wagering activities related to sports wagering or however it's worded with the NHL. I don't know that we'll get that though. Cause I don't know if anyone's going to do the work to find out.
0: Yeah. And the other part of this, just to add it in, we knew almost immediately what was going on at Iowa state and no, Iowa and the games they bet on specifically.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, and if they were on campus uh, athletic events, if they were road trips uh, the, if the kicker took the under, you know, and the the, the other kicker on the other sideline missed a, a kick at the very end that would have hit the over, but it hit under. Not the kicker that bet, but the other one who had no idea about it. Again, like it's just – it's very peculiar. Well, and I think
1: part of that is because the Iowa Gaming Commission was involved. So I think whatever info was coming out was from them, maybe not the university. And that may have been the leak and how they've got such specific information. I, I think this is now on someone who covers the NHL or that team to pick up the ball and figure out what exactly he's being suspended for and report it and, and write about it. That, that's the next step in the
0: story. Well, it can't be, but, but the, it's not. See, if it's, I think if it's with a bookie or there's something, you know, really bad going on, this is more of a criminal investigation than it is just betting on sports not related to the NHL. Could be a criminal investigation happening
1: simultaneously.
0: Well, if it was. This could be the first step. But if it was, then the Ottawa Senators wouldn't release a statement saying, we, we will welcome him back to the organization with open arms following the half season suspension.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Again, someone who covers the team or the league needs to investigate it and figure it out. Because I don't remember the NFL listing. There's definitely a third party better. Did the NFL list exactly what guys bet on? They just said not the NFL or the NFL, right? It wasn't like, hey, you bet on this UFC match while in the parking lot before Detroit Lions game or whatever it was. There weren't weren't specific details handed out by the NFL. But
0: in regards to Calvin Ridley, we knew the parlay within a day or two.
1: But did the league release that or did someone do the – their due, due diligence and figure it out. If
0: they didn't if release Calvin it, really they leaked it. it because it came through the it came through one of their partners with uh, the with the apps, you know, FanDuel, uh, DraftKings, BetMGM, whatever. You know, uh, they, there's definitely a third but I'm saying, party Did a involved reporter in this.
1: report it, or did the NFL release that in a statement? I think an NFL reporter reported that news. So my ho- yeah. my point is, my hope is that someone with the NHL would report this. Greg Wachinski, you know, someone, who's their Adam Schefter, right? Someone that's a newsmaker in the NHL will get the information and have specifics on it.
0: Well, Chad, whenever the, the NHL finals, whenever uh, the Stanley Cup final was here in, in Music City, we, we had on uh, Frank Severalli. And I, I don't know the outlet he's with now, and I apologize. Um, I, I think NHL Network or someone uh, – he was doing some special reporting then at for at the very at, this was 2017, but he had said there's definitely a third party vendor or better involved here, so while you know he he may not have bet on NHL games, maybe he had information that was out there. Vegas always knows though, and again if it's if it 's just a cash deal i don't know how you get caught doing this because what it is it's the online apps and the, the partners, the, the clients and um, advertising partners that are trying to also stay on the up and up and reporting in what's going on. Miraculous, though, that in the NFL, while it seemed like a huge flurry in the offseason, I mean, they don't suspend during the season. The Calvin Ridley stuff happened almost, you know, right after the season, when it, I believe when it did. Because he was reinstated a year later, which was February. Well, it's and even more miraculous. How they, many baseball players got suspended? Yeah, apparently they don't even... Uh, no, one, uh, no, one, uh, no one uses an app in the You find out MLB. what you want to find
1: out. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. Yeah, because Major League ba- They don't want to know.
0: I don't think Major League Baseball is in any hurry... They, and I've said they don't want to... find out what's going on. They don't want to know because they will have to act in a way that they've treated Pete Rose. And if you, if you don't suspend a guy or ban him for life... Well, then Pete Rose is reinstated. It's one or the other. So that's why you don't want to know. And in the case of the NFL, I mean, apparently star quarterbacks don't use online apps either, Chad. No. Based on their yeah. policy.
1: Uh, right tackles, they do it, but not quarterbacks. <laughs>
0: that's right. Big gamblers, those right tackles. Dumpster fire like the of, of the dice. week. There's one big one and some others next. Sixth the Peabody, our location with e Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Coming up, uh, Tarod Taylor is going to start Daniel Jones with the neck injury. Plus, what about Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold? Many believe, Chad, not only will San Francisco be fine if they have to go with Darnold, they could be better. Do we believe that? We'll get into that uh, straight ahead. Uh, Chad is a champion today. Yes. Along with the, uh, the Red Sox. Little Red Sox. 16-0. Uh, and 0. Yeah, got a photo. Uh, one of the
1: parents, but clever. They were working the scoreboard. We won the game eleven to four, but they put sixteen to zero on the scoreboard for a photo op, so we could go and take our photo underneath the scoreboard that had our record on it. I had people responding when I posted, saying, "Yeah, what about the score though? Sixteen nothing. That's not a close championship game. Like that's our record it was sixteen zero. We just put that on the scoreboard after the game. It was fun, fun times." Congrats to the Red Sox.
0: Not fun times in Ann Arbor. That's where we will start for our dumpster fire of the week. And we have other examples. But, guys, we must start with the Wolverines football program. Must. How do we, we've gone over all these details. What's What's the one piece of this story that you believe they're most worried about? It's a good question. I think it's Harbaugh's initial statement that was released. That he doesn't know? That he doesn't know. How could you not know? If every coach is calling TCU, I say every, uh, many coaches are calling TCU about, um, and they've been using it, they have the most elaborate sign-stealing system in the world, and Jim Harbaugh doesn't know about it, I think they're most worried about, can they connect it to him? and they connect it to Harbaugh? I think their biggest fear is we're, we may be
1: forced to let go some really good coaches. Just like a – we're rolling right now. We want to keep these coaches in place. They're winning. But our hand may be forced if it turns out they were sending this information to other teams to affect the college football playoff race, right? Yeah. That, to me, is the next level of this. It's one thing just to cheat for your own advantage – It's another thing to cheat for other programs to beat other programs to help your case, if
2: that can be proven. And this is not probable, but as far as what they could be worried about from a potential punishment standpoint is just the fact that they would not be able to play this year in the Big Ten Championship. I don't see it getting to that level.
0: I don't think it can just based on the timetable. But even if the NCAA wanted to come through and and levy a penalty – there's a there's a, uh, a it would have to be the Big Ten. But and, and here's there's, here's the only right.
2: reasoning right. behind that is because the Big Ten tried to change the rules in 2020 to get Ohio State to be automatically qualifiable for the Big Ten championship during the COVID year. So you can't say they've not tried something like this in the past. So they could. But again, what, what sucks for them, but
0: they, but they did that because they wanted to get in the playoff. Yes. And they, so, would the Big Ten do that with Michigan because they're on a path to get to the playoff?
2: If they could have another team that could take that place. Uh, again, they're getting rid of it after this year, but the fact that the Big Ten West can still somehow make the Big Ten championship is But by the time remarkable. they can make the
0: decision, they they could – you're right, but they could, uh, in a tiebreaker scenario, the tiebreaker could be a, a, an afterthought if they beat Penn State.
2: Yeah, not, not likely, but – I would say outside of that, they're most worried. It's not even this part of it, but the, I think the Matt Weiss, there's something connecting the two of these together. And there's probably, there's probably something we don't even know about that. The administration's worried will eventually get out. And that's ultimately what's going to be the deciding factor to where heads will roll.
0: Well, the FBI has been investigating this for months and i you know, there's just been uh, a, a notice of investigation, uh, here, here's uh, us alerting you that we're starting this. They've had that from the NCAA several times. You're right. I, I think the Big Ten would be the would be the the judge during execution if they're going to do it. I just don't. I mean, there's no incentive based on just the dollars and cents to do it if you're putting Michigan in. And, uh, you know, last year, they're potentially scouting opponents that could be ahead of them if they were trying to make their case to be the second team in from the conference, unlike yeah, I, Ohio I just, State, right? That, that's who they were also scouting ahead for. It's, I, I it's think not the, biggest, the, the opponent, was just the, the resume factor.
1: Yeah, the biggest concern is that it derails a great ride for Michigan football.
0: That, that's it. Simplest as you can say it. Something's going to happen that's going to stop them from... Yeah, and it's happened right before the nation's about to pay attention to them.
2: They, they know this is the end of the road for Harbaugh. This is his last season. And so the fact that, like you mentioned, they've got it rolling. Things are looking like this could be a dynasty. That's going to end after this year.
1: Uh, by the way, the coach that I played last night just uh, was apparently was watching and says a 16 to nothing loss in the championship would have stung pretty bad last night. So the, the coach that uh, was the runner-up. Who, by the way, did a great job with his team. Also, uh, lost a lot of close games the regular season and got hot in the playoffs. I can't confirm to Chad get to the championship. Highly of you. Yes. Yeah. No. Behind he the did scenes. A, Did a good job with that team.
0: My uh, dumpster fire of the week is uh, USC Trojan football. Um, beyond just the painted fingernails and the, the arrogant Heisman winner from last year trying to run it back, uh, responding to uh, the, the Notre Dame fan. How about the nails now, bro? Let me see them nails now, bro. Um, you follow it up with a loss and then players are not made available to the media whatever Lincoln Riley not on his coach's show sent home on doctor's orders um, thought to be pneumonia back at practice two losses in a row they're on the road against Cal this week but then they face a gauntlet coming up this could be not just at the cliff but headed straight down in the ravine quickly and how quickly we have forgotten about Williams and the quest for two. In fact, even the headlines are about how Williams isn't going to just give up on the season. I mean, that's, I think we're just scratching the surface on some drama with the Trojan football program and the dumpster fire. While it may not be totally evident what they're writing insane in Los Angeles for a media market that is used to giving a ton of attention to USC, not really, they're not really welcome to do that with Lincoln Riley's program. That's frowned upon media access. What they're writing is it's not just one defensive coordinator that's going to solve all the issues. And if that's true, this is not the Lincoln Riley program that everyone thought coming into the season, as far as building up a monster, going to the big 10.
1: Yeah, and adding to that, Hutton, uh, Lincoln Riley was asked a question about their lack of in-state California recruiting in this class, and what he said? gave a very long answer that kind of took a shot at California high school players, hmm. which I don't think many people appreciate. He said, I, mean, I understand what he's saying. He's like, if we go too national with our recruiting and we lose, everyone's going to come back and say it's because you didn't go with the local kids. And if I get all local kids and we're losing – It's not going to matter, was his point. You're not going to say, well, at least he's doing it with the local kids, so we're okay with it. So he basically said, when I took this job, there were a number of California kids that didn't need to be here, that were on this roster because they were local, and we didn't want to just go after local kids. So that was his decision to go more national with what he was trying to accomplish. So it made sense to me, but... It also, in the long, winding answer, I don't think came across that well to high school football coaches in the area, and it just sort of added a little bit more problem to USC football.
0: Chad, a uh, your Dumpster Fire of the Week, a possible uh, future Forensic Files episode. Yes.
1: Um, dumpster Fire is in the Bowman household. Uh, I'll read the first line from the report and okay. the story. A Minnesota doctor who has worked as a poison specialist is accused of killing his estranged wife by poisoning her, police said. The poison expert killed his wife by poisoning. And not only that, he was an expert in something, but still felt the need to Google the poison that he was working with the Mayo Clinic And that's how they have him. He searched about the the symptoms of it. He searched about how long it would take to kill someone with it. He Google searched how to buy this stuff. And then his wife went to the Mayo Clinic reporting dehydration, stomach issues, and within four days, she died. This is all an elaborate scheme, apparently, to get out of debt. It's an insurance scheme that Connor Bowman found himself in a lot of debt. Uh, tragic story, obviously for his for his wife in this, but uh, qualifies for dumpster fire when your scheme to get out of debt as a poison expert is to kill your wife by poisoning. It's a pretty. I- I'm not Columbo. But I think I could crack that case pretty easily. Most everyone says it's the husband or the boyfriend, right? Every time when a woman dies, it's usually the case. I could pretty easily go ahead and point my finger at the husband right there and say, I'm going to say the guy who's the poison expert at the Mayo Clinic may have killed the wife who died by poison. I'm going to go ahead and say that may have been the case here. That's my dumpster fire of the
0: week. I know this through uh, forensic files. There are some uh, poisons that are not detectable. That and terrifies the ex, me. The expert would have known that. So, this stuff is detectable. It's it, what, col- he was culture, not a, culture scene uh, is what. He luckily gave for him, he he is the Connor Stallions of uh, trying to murder yeah. your wife. Here, uh, the the path to do so was so evident. Um, yeah, it, it's a, it's quite the uh, quite the
2: the paper trail there, Chad. What are the odds? You guys think you could get away with murder? Zero. I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. Davey's going to try it. I no, I'm not going to try it. But you guys know, before I, I came over here, I was also end up confessing doing true like crime, Kenny, like Kenny Powell documentaries.
0: Yeah. I've killed. Davey people. will volunteer his tribute.
2: <laughs> it's uh no, I by no means have any inklings to to cause harm but when, to anybody. When, when Hutton
1: says untraceable or undetectable poison, that's one of the scariest things I've ever heard. But that is, that's my fear. Like watching Breaking Bad when they went well, to the whole ricin episodes. Yeah. I mean, that is terrifying to me that someone could sprinkle something in something you ingest and kill you. And it's undetectable. I wish I had the bell
2: right now, just a ding, 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 ding. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know why. Davey, get oh, us out of this place. I will. But I want to end with, listen, if you got your phone on you, they can track that from cell phone towers. The signal is going to ping back. They also have access to anything you have searched. So I'm just giving you a heads up. They're going to catch you if you're stupid enough to do that. But yep. um, mine actually gets us back to the world of sports. My dumpster fire for the week is James Harden. You look at Harden, and he's not oh. been with the team. And the big story that happened recently, now last, uh, might have been last night or the night before, I can't remember, but when the Bucks played the 76ers, the 76ers looked pretty good without him. They ended up losing that game 118 to 117. And, you know, the bucks they're, One of the top two teams in the league as far as favorites to win the NBA Finals. 76ers held their own. They still have a lot of good pieces on that team. And they can just wait until they trade, find the right package to trade Harden. The big story here, though, was the fact that Harden had a 10-day excused absence. He then shows up to go on the uh, road trip. They had two or three games. It was going to be about uh, eight, eight, nine days security came up to him and said, hey, it's better off if you don't actually get on the plane. Uh, We've got to... And then put him in touch with some other people. They're like, hey, as you get acclimated and back up to speed, we're going to work on this program here at the practice facility. So they just didn't want him to be with the team, pretty much viewing him as a cancer. So he, to, to his credit, he left without an altercation or getting too upset, at least according to reports. So it's one of those things to where this guy... He's got all the talent, but whenever it comes to working on his craft, he just doesn't seem to be right. And right now, I don't anticipate him to play for the 76ers ever again. He's got beef with Daryl Morey, who Morey, if you remember, was the general manager that ultimately lost his job after coming out in support of Hong Kong uh, when China was taking him over. And yet, um, him and Harden managed that relationship. And He left from Houston, went to Philadelphia, and that's how Harden ultimately got with the 76ers. But it's just been a dumpster fire and James Harden. Uh, it's one of those guys that constantly keeps moving around, but there's always drama no matter where he goes.
0: Yeah, and he, he was uh, – it was his agent maybe that was saying that he had been tending to his sick mother as to why he would asked for time away yeah. from the Sixers. They,
2: they didn't say uh, – the team hasn't said why he was away. They said they excused the absence, but either way, not a good look for James. No.
1: It reeks of uh, Steve McNair at the end with the Titans getting locked out of the weight room yeah. or the facility, remember? He wanted come to be in with his assistant Security. coach.
2: is
0: like, no, you can't. Trying to get on the plane.
1: On. Uh, hey, I think we got a car for you, James. It's over here. It's going to take you back
0: to
2: your home. you And Maury just uh, waved as
0: the plane took off. Just and Maury's
2: liking tweet saying they're better without Harden.
0: The very latest across the NFL. Who's playing? Who's out Next.